0: Hello and welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Balls Over the Top podcast. I'm Michael Rock.
1: I'm Brendan Collins and let's get right into it. We've got a busy week of sports that we've got to cover. a ton of stuff
0: we want to get into. A lot of uh, world soccer is in the swing of things. European, uh, all of the major leagues are are back into their start. Uh, We also have the MLS starting to wrap up its regular season. Getting down to the wire there. Um, And then... NBA playoffs NBA Finals coming up mm-hmm. NHL Finals we're getting ready to crown a champion Stanley Cup. Uh we also have baseball playoffs starting this week yep and then NFL week three wrapping up tonight with maybe the game of the year yes. so without further ado in European soccer we had a ton of upsets this week
1: yeah a lot of uh, a lot of people dethroned from the top of the uh top of the leagues
0: yeah uh we're gonna kind of key on the two leagues that we maybe know best here Mm -hmm. uh the premier league and the bundesliga saw really a lot of the giants fall liverpool got a win in the premier league uh manchester united did also get a win in a game that they really uh they really lucked out yeah they got a var penalty called after the final whistle was blown on the very last touch of the game and uh, they end up converting the penalty, winning that game 3-2. to two. But other than them, a lot of shocking results this week. Um, Manchester City lost pretty bad, 5-2. Yeah. to two. Uh,
1: Against Leicester?
0: Yeah, against Leicester City. Um, you know, it's a big showing for Leicester. They, they had a rough week in the Cup. They lost to Arsenal in the Carabao Cup. Uh, they... Kind of had a little bit of a downfall last season where they started, uh, you know, at the, at the resume of play. They were in third place by a pretty safe margin and end up falling out of the top four. So they've been a little bit of a free fall of late. And uh, big win for Tottenham. But we saw a couple of other big losses. Uh, the Wolves lost to West Ham, again, very convincingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chelsea and West Brom... Ended in a three-three draw with Chelsea having dropped down 3 0 at one point. Yeah. But I will say the biggest travesty of that match was their hideous kits. I want to go like the ugliest kits maybe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. They were this off pink and blue. They were nauseating. I mean, they they really were gross. Nothing can be worse than their appearance that day. And I'm not not even that was before they even
1: started so, the match. Yeah. It was, was terrible. That was before they touched the ball, and it it, it kind of got worse.
0: Uh, now in your Bundesliga, there were a few uh, significant upsets.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a there's something you don't see very often. You saw Bayern lose four-one uh, against Hoffenheim. Uh, Hoffenheim's a good a good team. Um, they've always, you know, kind of stuck around upper mid table of the Bundesliga. So it's it's no surprise that they uh, they put up a fight. But man, to come out four-one against Bayern is uh, is an impressive showing. Uh and then yeah I'll talk about it uh my Dortmund <laughs> losing 2-0 to FC Augsburg despite having 80% uh that is uh that is four out of every five seconds they were on the ball that game and they lose 2-0 which really just goes to show that uh possession is absolutely meaningless if you yeah, don't and, and they got don't. a
0: few lucky saves i was watching that whole match yeah they, they got bailed out a few times from the keeper and so yeah it really does show you possession does isn't everything you no. though even though everybody think you know what's the line they always yell at us in fifa possession is nine tenths of the law as they say yeah well you can have yeah, well, you
1: can have four fifths of it and it doesn't do you jack shit so, so, yeah, that's um, kind of where we're at with that one.
0: Yeah, but it was uh, really a, a crazy weekend. A um, lot of great matches. I know there were upsets, and upsets aren't necessarily a bad thing. Some really, just some quality goals, uh, some quality games. Um, I, I'm really excited to see how this season's back in the swing already, and how a lot of the new signings are faring at a lot of their new clubs. Mm-hmm. Um couple players that we've been keeping an eye on, though, have been a lot of the players on the U.S. men's national team. We mm-hmm. kind of saw an influx of U.S. talent going over to a lot of these European clubs. Not as much in England, where Christian Pulisic is still the really the big marquee name there. Mm-hmm. But uh, in Germany, we saw a handful of, of young U.S. You know, There's talented quite a few players move that way. And then also some now in the Serie A.
1: Yeah, uh, we got Winston McKinney continuing... Uh, continuing. A good run of form uh, for Juventus, you know, one of one of the biggest clubs in Europe, uh, let alone just Italy, um, continuing to shine under the tutelage of Andre Pirlo. We had Zach Steffen make a cup appearance for Man City in which he performed well. We had Josh Sargent, a kind of a a, a lower uh, or a quieter prospect for the U.S. Men's National Team. He uh, he helped wins it with a uh, assist off a header on a corner uh for Werder Bremen over a very good over a very good Schalke side so we've we've had a lot of uh, a lot of U.S. men's national teams younger players starting to find success starting to find some good form
0: yeah which in Europe that's huge I mean it's really few and far between the amount of U.S. players that have gotten to go over there and find any real success and so
1: but i mean, we're we're going to be set for more
0: yeah well, i'm I have no doubt I mean we're we're right on the verge of uh well, we didn't
1: we have to talk about that too but that'll that'll come up yeah a little bit. Uh,
0: we're, we're right on the verge of seeing uh, another influx another kind of injection of young American talent into the European sport and it's it's great because I mean this is gonna I think be the most prolific age of American soccer and you know we're kind of coming off of what was the golden age of u.s soccer following the late 90s early 2000 success mm-hmm. and really kind of Real stepping into the spotlight for the first time, yeah. and uh, and I think we're set to grow with that. Yeah. With honestly, Christian Pulisic probably being the figurehead and the one leading the way in that. Even if he ends up not being the most talented, he's yeah. kind of now the face of that new the
1: face of the that fact, fact that there are American players who are bringing that level of talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch, uh, and we're looking forward to keeping an eye on them for the you know as these seasons unfold moving back stateside the mls has also had some great games You know, talk yeah. about a league where the quality has done nothing but get better year after year yeah in the 25 years now i mean it's, it's been around for 25 years i've been really paying attention to it for about a decade I mean, that's and about
1: how long the union has yeah, been in town exactly, so yeah. that's that's kind of our introduction to it we've you know we had the kicks before but then they went to the usl american soccer is weird kind of yeah, talk about really we is. have a very complex history with it but we've got we've got a little bit of new history of the union spoiling gonzalo higuain's debut in the mls with yeah. a three nothing win over Inter miami
0: pretty dominant win from start to finish for the union uh there were a couple shaky moments uh that inner miami had team has some talent you know david beckham oh yeah brought really some star good power down there to miami a city that's already kind of known to have star power and and
1: be a magnet four stars
0: yeah and uh so they're immediately one of the most talented on on paper in the entire league but you know gonzalo higuain playing his first match in many months mm-hmm. um first match with a new team mm-hmm all these new things kind of going into it, but lots of changes. Wow, the union have continued to look impressive. Mm-hmm. They closed the gap actually. The Columbus crew lost three to one to Toronto. And so uh, they really they closed the gap to kind of get up there toward the top of the league. A matter of fact, uh, we saw ESPN had them ranked as number one in the MLS power rankings uh, overtaking Columbus. So even though Columbus still, as it stands it has the most points in the league mm-hmm. philadelphia is the hotter club right now there's no there's no questioning absolutely that. anthony Fontana has been pretty impressive yeah um unfortunately does come off with an injury yeah but uh
1: around the 60th minute or so had a had to come off looks like something made a little contact with his, with one of his legs hoping but, uh, he comes back soon
0: yeah, and so uh, you know that's the thing we want to keep an eye on. And an- another thing we just want to point out, which is uh, you know the Colorado Rapids have been uh, have been rapidly falling apart here. So uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they've uh, had some COVID outbreaks there. Two players, nine staff members have tested positive. Mm-hmm. But in general, a team that's normally pretty consistent in the MLS scene yep. has kind of really taken a big step backwards this year. So,
1: yeah, uh this is kind of just another uh wrench that's kind of been thrown into their season. Um and you know, now that there's an outbreak, they have to suspend training. Uh it it wears on the team quite a bit. It's uh and it's it's kind of important to look at because, you know, the MLS is is an organization, and while they have quite a few people and trainers and things to facilitate it, you know, the size and scale of it was kind of a projection of what we could see to come and uh this, you know, could be could be issues for other areas too if we were if we're seeing outbreaks like this again. Yeah,
0: you know, they were really paving the way them in baseball, but baseball was kind of paving the way with some uh some issues along the way. Of course. They were kind of being pointed at as the poster child for how this could be done right. And the fact that they're having some outbreaks and some issues now with as few games as they've had, you know the MLS really was spacing things out, mm-hmm. um, kind of bringing this back in little clusters as opposed to having the whole season just kind of roll on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of these sports fare, especially as we get into the flu season, the winter months, and we hope that uh, everybody there ends up okay, that the team is able to kind of round out the season. There's no more incidents, but it could be could be a little red flag. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: As such, why don't we, uh, why don't we take refuge in, uh, in the bubble? We have the NBA Finals is decided. We have the Miami Heat versus the LA Lakers. We have a very exciting series on our hands.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of a David versus Goliath here. I don't think anybody expected the Miami Heat in the Finals. No. Uh, they definitely brought in some key pieces. People were talking about that team, though, on the verge of a total rebuild, an absolute knock it all down, start from scratch rebuild, and they've managed to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, big credits to uh, Spolestra down there mm-hmm. and the coaching he does. Absolutely. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, wow, the the Sixers really have their foot in their mouth right now. Oh, both feet. Just yeah, just got it. They got to feel like fools. We're, we're in, with how we're he's into performing ankles, right now, it's real really. Um, but it's exciting, you know. I, it's always nice to see fresh blood. Even though the Heat aren't really fresh blood, I mean they've won more titles since the year 2000 than. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's two or three other clubs ahead of them. You know, Golden State now, um, maybe San Antonio, maybe Pop, Boston, maybe Boston. You know, and it, maybe the Lakers. I don't know the exact numbers, but. They've been, they've hoisted some banners. Yeah. Um, We've. Uh... Both before LeBron and after LeBron. Yeah. Uh, or not after, at least with LeBron. Yeah. Um So, I'm still, though, excited to see him. I'd rather see the Heat get another one than the Lakers. The Heat were my first favorite NBA team. I started really following the NBA, and I watched a little bit when the Sixers had their, you know, finals run with Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. But I, I was an AI kid, so really started following uh, in 2006. Mm-hmm. Actually, when Shaq went over with D Wade in Miami, really enjoyed that Finals, and uh, that's when I became a big NBA fan. You know, at least mm-hmm. right, you know, started paying attention. And so I'm rooting for the Heat here. I think they can do it. I think they have momentum. Uh, Bam up. Abad- Abadrabo? A- 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 Adebayo? Yeah. There it is, Adebayo. Yeah. Um,
1: sounds like It sounds like a line in the Cotton Eye Joe, but I don't know where or which one.
0: Where did he come from? Where did he go? Um, I think that they are going to be good, though, and I think they're going to be a tough opponent for this LeBron team. Uh, the Lakers really haven't done well against them in the regular season. They struggled. If I'm not mistaken, they uh, they really, in general, this is a gritty team, and this Lakers team doesn't fare that well against gritty teams. No. I, I think the Jazz would have given a little bit more of a run over the, for their money if the Jazz wasn't so tired playing consecutive seven-game series. Yeah, probably coming into that and so i'm just having the meta yeah meta murray safe. was hobbled at the end there Jokic was exhausted for a big man the the minutes he was putting in oh, you
1: mean the nuggets right not uh, the, the nuggets not the jazz i'm sorry was, the nuggets yeah. it's okay it's all um it's all good here
0: so yeah uh, i think it's gonna be a great series
1: i'm 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 with you in that i'm rooting for the heat uh but i just think I think Anthony Davis has looked like the best player in this playoff series, and I kind of feel like going with the best player in the playoff series. And Jimmy Butler's been really good, don't get me wrong, but I think Anthony Davis has been the best, so I think I am going to go with the Lakers on this one.
0: That makes sense. Uh, it's hard to kind of argue with them. They're, they're a really formidable team right now. Oh,
1: yeah, they also have LeBron, but that's not, I mean, they, the other guys have Andre Iguodala, so. Yeah, but Iguodala hasn't really played. It's in, the LeBron canceler.
0: That's true. He it's, does cancel out LeBron. He does. They brought him in for this reason. Yeah. It's, He's like the kryptonite.
1: It, they were playing 3D chess. We didn't even realize it. Uh, the uh, Another story in the NBA coming out. Doc Rivers, free agent coach. He's parting ways with the Clippers. Um, Clippers early playoff exit. Kind of ugly. Uh, people upset. We were talking about that Paul George speech drawing out uh, eye rolls. Kind of seems like it's falling apart. Kind of seems like it's falling apart a little bit faster now Now that uh, Doc Rivers is kind of out of the equation. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily going to fall apart, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got money. They just built that new arena. Mm-hmm losing...
1: Not as a franchise, I wouldn't say. I'm just saying the the team identity that they kind of started wanting yeah, to cultivate. I, I,
0: I feel what you're saying, but I, I still think that it's flashy enough they might be able to keep things going. I mean, Doc's been there forever, mm-hmm. and I think they just realized, and maybe he realized, he wasn't ready to take on another rebirth of this Clippers team. Mm-hmm. They definitely underperformed. I mean, you would have expected them to beat the Nuggets. Not That being said, the Nuggets really grew a lot since the restart mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i would love to see the sixers by the way go after him Oh, it uh, would be such a it you would know be such he a win. immediately goes to the top of my wish list as a sixers fan by a mile mm-hmm. um doc rivers is a world-class nba coach and i think he Will not be unemployed long unless he wants to take a break.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, he has, he doesn't even have to print out copies of his resume. He's already getting offers, so, it's uh, it it'll be interesting to see where he goes. One last piece of news coming out of the NBA: Timberwolves guard Malik Beasley facing felony weapons charges and drug charges. So this, this is a weird story. Apparently, people were parked outside his house. Somebody came up with a gun to the people parked outside, asked them to leave, possibly pointed the weapon at them, kind of hearsay. Police officers responded, bunch of weapons in the house, ones being reported that it was stolen, there was a strong odor of marijuana, so I think the drug charges might be a little bit trumped up, but who knows, they don't know what that's about. This is also in Minnesota, so we don't know what that's they're, about. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're about, so... So will be a developing story. Malik Beasley always getting confused in trades. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a weird story coming out of the NBA, just recent news.
0: Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I mean, he had a really big season for the Timberwolves this year. Um, became a really solid every-night player for them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's a guy who talent-wise should be on the floor just about every night in the NBA. We'll see if uh, these off-the-court problems take him away from that. Yeah
1: that will um, be well, as uh, as that develops if there's any more updates we will uh, we'll talk about them here
0: now i'll tell you moving over now to another bubbled playoff team uh, or you know finals mm-hmm. trophy round here the stanley cup finals mm-hmm. are uh, just about wrapped up actually tampa's up 3 games to 2 right now uh they were up 3 games to 1 and almost sealed the deal mm-hmm. uh, but then dallas did it in overtime mm-hmm. to uh, to really force a game six. Got so,
1: pucks on net. Got a got a scrappy goal at yeah. the very end there, and and, well, and forces you know, game six. It's
0: crazy. They were saying that Tampa Bay played something like eleven p- overtime games or something. I'm off on that number, but it's it's, it's like a it's or a lot or nine or something yeah. ludicrous in these playoffs. So I mean, this is definitely one of the most insane years uh, of NHL hockey we've ever had. Obviously, Stanley Cup being awarded in October it looks like, or well, no, in it'll be done. It'll be in, it'll be in September, uh, but in a bubble, no fans. Um, you know, this is pretty insane as it is, but the you know the level of competition the amount of hunger and and drive that these teams all of the teams not just these two not just Dallas and Tampa but obviously they embody it they're still going but have brought to this bubble has been really top top class yeah top um, tier
1: it's been a great great It's been Stanley a great top.
0: product the the playoffs have been phenomenal tons of overtime tons of scoring tons of Uh, fire like i said just everything beautiful Um,
1: saves it's been everything
0: so and and, you know speaking of that we've had some incredible goaltending in this series i mean two teams that came in offensively just scoring at will yeah just absolute dynamic goalies have been standing on their heads and keeping them these teams at bay both Vasilowski
1: and kadobin have put together outstanding series so far and uh, i really i really hope we get to see it continue this battle's been incredible.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, I being said, I th- I'm rooting for Tampa because mm-hmm. um, I-, I can't stand Dallas. Yeah. Um, not the stars. Actually, I actually don't mind the stars, but just the Dallas. city of Dallas. Yeah. Um, they don't need a championship. Um, I'm rooting for Tampa. I like. Uh, it's a shame Stamkos is hurt. He's not going to get to finish. Another thing we haven't really mentioned uh, that injury. Yeah. You know, um, he's a major loss there, even though he's been in and out of the lineup all playoffs. So they've proven they can win without him. He's still your captain. Yeah, you, you know. want the
1: top. And he was a top competition in the top competition. Exactly.
0: So. Um, but I, I'm rooting for Tampa. Whether they win it in six or win it in seven, I hope they pull it out. I hope they're the ones hoisting the cup at the end of this. But, yeah, just great hockey, and I, I'm really excited to see how this one plays out. What What are your thoughts? Do you uh, Do you think Tampa... Gets it done, or, or do you see... I mean, Dallas has been playing Game 7s. You know, we're talking about Game 7s in the NBA. Dallas has been playing Game 7s constantly. Yeah. And you know what? They've been getting the job done. Yeah. And so you almost really think if it goes to seven you give the upper hand uh especially after coming back from a 3-1 deficit you give the upper hand to dallas
1: they would have the momentum they would have the consecutive wins they yeah would, i they imagine would i
0: imagine tampa really wants to shut this door now
1: yeah they they absolutely have to uh i am i'm also rooting for tampa bay if not to just make uh you know everybody in the division look better um and I'm also I can't I can't root for Dallas. There's no way. Uh, not when Amelia's other secret boyfriends, Tyler Sagan. all those Instagram hams—it hurts my feelings every time. Well, you
0: know, Tyler Segan. Yeah, but, I get it. Um,
1: we have almost the same body type though, so it's a little weird. Anyway, I think yeah, that. What
0: are, what are you doing? You're not putting up 40 goals this season?
1: Weirdly not. No, no, I just also have a missing front tooth. Do we get a Stanley Cup Game Seven? I think I think we might. I think we might. That's I the think,
0: worst answer.
1: I I think we will. Okay. I think I think we might, and therefore I think we will. Uh, because <laughs> the, the goaltending's just been too good. I think I think this is going to draw and be clawed out.
0: <laughs> do you think we get a Stanley Cup Seven? Yeah, I mean I think it's a possibility.
1: Sure. Yeah, of course, I could have it because there's seven games in the series, so why wouldn't we possibly get one? Uh, yeah.
0: No. Um. I don't think we do. I think Tampa closes the door. I, I think they. They're they're tired of this nonsense. They want to go home.
1: Yeah, and it it wouldn't be surprising. They've they've been in the bubble a long time.
0: Yeah, so
1: they have the right motivation. So, coming to Major League Baseball, the postseason picture is decided. By the way,
0: speaking of bubbles, we get to say that now. Major League Baseball is going into a bubble yeah, for the uh, postseason this, here.
1: Yes, the bubble. The the boys of summer are now in the bubble.
0: Baseball bubble boys. Um, we got a couple of good series here, obviously with the expanded playoff brackets, uh, we have a bigger field than ever before.
1: Yep. And the Phillies still found a way to miss out on it.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, you know, that's a Philadelphia thing to do. Um, what a team, what a disappointment. The Miami Marlins, we kind of called it. We kind of called
1: it. We, we saw the writing on the wall.
0: They snuck their way in here, getting the through the division, not even through the wild card, through the division.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um yeah, uh, they're gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it should be a fun playoffs. Another team that sneaks in Milwaukee Brewers getting in uh, by the skin of their teeth. really, it kind of came down to the Phillies, the Brewers, and the Giants for the last wild card spot in mm-hmm. the national league. I'm excited. Uh, I don't usually get excited for baseball. I mean, I think I think the Brewers get clobbering timed by my Dodgers. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's gonna be we're gonna get some good baseball here. Uh, Just to run through it here, I mean, the top seed in the NL, the Dodgers are gonna be playing against Milwaukee. Top seed in the AL, we have the uh, we have the Tampa Bay Rays hosting the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, second-seeded Atlanta Braves in the National League and Oakland A's in the American League. The Braves are hosting the Cincinnati Reds, the seventh seed, Mm -hmm. and the Oakland A's are hosting the White Sox, the seventh seed, which at one point the White Sox were like the top record in the AL, and then they just really kind of nosedived. So it'll be interesting here. You know, the A's have been good. Almost all season, they've been among one of the better teams in the American League, and uh, the Sox really were hot, and now they're cold. And if they can turn it back on again, though, that could be a really good series. It could be a great series. In uh, the National League, I actually I think this is also going to be a good series. I think Cincinnati is going to make is going to give the Braves a little bit of a hard time.
1: Oh yeah, I think the Braves will kind of have. Fits. I think
0: I'm not gonna lie. I think our our division uh, in baseball is pretty weak. Yeah, and. I don't see either the Marlins or the Braves really making much noise in no. this postseason.
1: They're not. They're definitely not the favorites in the National League.
0: Um, speaking of third seeds there, the, the Marlins are playing against the Cubs. The Cubs are a third seed. The Marlins are not a third seed. The Marlins, no, they're not. Um, Marlins are the sixth seed. So in that 3-6 matchup, i got to say I like the Cubs. Obviously, my boy U Darvish is over there, John Lester, um, Chris Bryant... Kyle Schwarber. I mean, that's a it's pretty a, solid. It's, a it's a pretty lineup. solid Cubs team. Obviously, this Marlins team has some playoff. Uh, has well, doesn't have much playoff experience, but you know, playoff pedigree in their ownership with Derek Jeter, you know, Mister October. Yeah. Which uh, you know,
1: it, it could lead. It could lead to some. It could lead to a good series, but yeah, I, I think I think the Cubs also come away with that one.
0: Uh, I do too. In uh, the AL, the three six, another really exciting one. Minnesota twins against the Houston Astros mm-hmm. dusty Baker has the Astros back in the playoffs despite the fact that they had major targets on their back from the cheating scandal mm-hmm. uh, and the Minnesota Twins big home run hitters high power offense but their bats just go cold at some points and sometimes it seems like all they can do is hit the long ball and in those games where they're not you know where their guys aren't seeing those kinds of pitches mm-hmm. uh, they can't really do the small ball work to get to get back in it so That'll be a really interesting one. You know, I do like Dusty Baker, even though I I really am not too fond of the Astros. Uh, Um, Both of those teams. That that should be the who lost Michael a ton of money this year betting series because, wow, I swear every single bet I lost this year, it was like the Astros or the Twins were the one team, just like, ha-ha. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say though, I think it's the 4-5 matchups in both of these uh both in both these leagues, in the AL and the NL that I'm most excited about. Uh in, in the National League, we have the Slam Diego. Oh, yeah. We have San Diego's Pride and Joy. The huh. parent that stuck around. Oh, yes. The Padres. The Padres. Um and they're playing against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that should be a really crazy one. You know, the Padres, I think, were the second-best team in the league, but because they were in the same division as the Dodgers, mm-hmm. they immediately get bumped down to that fourth seed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I really do expect Slam Diego to, to come away with that one. Yeah, but, but it's going to be such a good That should be, be a lot of fun. And, and then on the other side of it, we got the Cleveland Indians, who really need to change their name. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it's not as bad as the Washington R words, but uh, yeah,
1: it's not it's not a slur, but it's not a compliment. It's not good. No,
0: I guess that they they they're the ones most upset that Washington had to change their name.
1: Yeah, because it, it was because it, it
0: shifts it, that spotlight. Yeah,
1: it's it's coming back on you now.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, against the New York Yankees, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge, who were out most of the year, are now back in the lineup. Uh, Luke Voit was maybe the MVP this year smacking, what, like 21 homers in, like, 60 games, which is absurd. That puts him yeah. on pace for, like, a 63 home run season. Yeah, which we uh, haven't seen since, since steroids. Since the steroid era. Yeah, man, this is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, the Pinstripes have big money books, top-tier t- uh, you know, roster and talent, but didn't really get to stay healthy or, or played together that much this year, and Cleveland's got a really solid team, kind of top to bottom. They have good hitters. Everybody there can get on base. They can beat you in a multitude of ways. So, this postseason, uh, while I don't normally get excited for baseball, I think baseball actually made the one league whose product was maybe enhanced by the whole COVID thing. The shortened season made it fun. The seven-inning doubleheaders were fun. This putting a runner on base for extra innings was fun. Yeah, the the expanded playoff field looks like it's going to be fun. I think it's uh, going to be great. I, I mean, there it actually seems like where baseball is normally such a it's such a big course. Yeah, that I don't think I ever have the appetite for it with hundred and sixty games and and all of the stats and the, the yeah. long season, then the long postseason. Yeah, they made it such a palatable consumable kind product, of short-term term product Yeah, that it's short enough that i I followed baseball from start to finish this year for the first time like closely from start to finish this year first time ever and I only would did that because it was 60 games yeah and because there wasn't much else yeah to do, because it was it was a sport that was uh, on world lockdown but, yes so, you know um I, I think that they I understand people who are want to be true to the game and want to say, "All right, yeah, we did it because we had to," and now let's go back to the way things were. And I, I, I see where that's coming from, and I, I'm not advocating for a permanent 60-game season, no, or a permanent seven-inning doubleheaders necessarily, or even permanent base runner and in extra innings. But I think there might be room for adopting those in certain scenarios, or maybe consolidating let's say you cut two months off the season Mm -hmm. and consolidate it by 40 games, and you are smushing everything together a little bit more, and then you do keep some of those rules around, and even that, I know this is ludicrous to say, but a 120 game season is way more palatable in my mind than a 160 game, and maybe if they work that down to like a buck ten, it could be something where there's a little bit more room for it, where otherwise it seems like the country's kind of moving on and leaving this game behind
1: Mm-hmm. It, it it is interesting you know they're always it's always interesting baseball's such a game of tradition it's kind of like our oldest sport and it goes through change so slowly and everything's so experimental when they do make changes and then you
0: it takes years to implement yeah
1: and, and then people Such
0: pushback, exactly and and i get it too cuz you have all these stats for how long and this and that and yeah. how do you how do you you know equate uh, a season with you know you'll never have anybody break the home run record if you cut 50 games out of the season you'll never and, yeah. and you know so i i get it and again i'm not i don't have all the answers but
1: but i do i i like the seven I game doubleheaders a lot because we don't get to see starting pitchers go long in games It's 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 too yeah, high risk of the, of the money yeah. for the contract for the pitchers to, to to put that kind of wear on their arms those seven game doubleheaders you or can seven inning, yeah. your seven inning uh, doubleheaders you get to see a starting pitcher and and a lot of them can go deep and i know it'll affect records and blah 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 but it it if it's good for the game then it might be worth considering. So we'll we'll see how that evolves um, over time. But we've got NFL stuff to talk about, so let's get into it. Eagles kind of suck.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, uh, 0-2-1, tying Cincinnati this week, which I had said, you know, I, I, I wish I had myself recorded. Uh, you know, I wish I just recorded myself in daily life because I remember saying to my dad, who's over in Europe right now, I was saying one of two things. Eagles better win this game, otherwise the season's not worth watching. Mm -hmm. Or, if the Eagles lose this game, the season's not worth watching. They tied it. I don't know which one I said. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I might be right in that the season might not be worth watching, even though we tied it. Mm -hmm. But... Wow, they just they just can't seem to get out of their own way. No. Um, and there
1: was a there was a chance at a at a game-winning field goal from a kicker who we know can kick game-winning field goals and they take a false start penalty false and start knock penalty, them out of and then range. And then they
0: decide to punt with 19 seconds left in overtime. I which I get it was a long fourth down. The penalty made it fourth and 12. That's
1: It's it's long, but also how much worse is an O and three start than an O two and one? Because O two and one, right now, as it sits as a fan, feels real bad.
0: I agree, but I think O and three would probably feel a little bit worse.
1: I don't think so. I I mean at this point it we're like splitting hairs.
0: Like as goofy as this sounds, if we win next week, Dallas, Washington, and New York lose. Yeah, we we are in sole possession of first place. Yeah, if we took a loss to Cincinnati Mm -hmm. and then win next week, and those teams lose, we're tied for first place. I'm not. This is not a thing to hang our hat on. We have an incredibly difficult schedule. I'm not trying to look for the for the kind of silver lining, but I can I can see respect in if it were fourth and four. I think there's not even a, you know, or or if it was 4th and 1, he sends out the field goal unit, and then the false start, it becomes 4th and 6. I think he goes for it immediately. 4th mm-hmm. and 12, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very far. low percentage play, and you're putting them in position to hit one sideline pass. Or remember, they had remaining timeouts. Hit one time, you know, one pass over the middle uh, for 15, 20 yards. Call a timeout, and then give Randy Bullock a chance for a game-winning field goal. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't love it. I have a bad taste in my mouth after that game, but I guess I understand why they did it the way they did. Uh. Um,
1: we don't have to talk about it anymore. We can talk about fun stuff. Like, former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles comes in for a healthy Mitch Trubisky, leads a comeback against the Falcons.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, I really, while that is a fun story, we want to see our boy Nick Foles do well. Uh, that bears team is now undefeated they were down by double digits
1: 16
0: points yeah go uh, you know when they made this move but I think the bigger thing here might actually be the Falcons how broken are they They're very they've broken. now given up three possession leads essentially in back to back weeks um in the fourth quarter and I don't know what's gonna you know, I I don't know how you fix that. I don't even know how you begin to go about fixing that. And, again, in a division where it's going to be winnable, you know, the Saints, who are the powerhouse of that division, are 1-2. and two. The Panthers haven't looked great. Nope. And the Buccaneers are having their own growing pains. I mean, they're sitting up, I think, at the top at 2-1 and one right now, mm-hmm. but they definitely look beatable. I mean, they already lost to the Saints. Yeah. So, you know... I think that's going to be a crazy thing for the Falcons, but it is good to see our boy Nick Foles back on the field. He dropped some dimes. He looked good. It's already been announced that he's starting next week, so mm-hmm. it looks like he's kind of supplanted Mitch Trubisky as the starter there, which is insane because they were 2-0. and And Mitch Trubisky already led comebacks this season. I mean, they came back from a lot down to beat the Lions in Week 1.
1: Yeah. And so... And he and he, he was playing all right that game, and he, he had a... Very long scramble.
0: Yeah, so it's a little surprising to see, but I think Matt Nagy's wanted to do this. I think this is a thing that Matt Nagy has wanted to do for some time now.
1: And he found a reason for it and was able to pull it off.
0: Yeah. um, Another news, yeah, the the Minnesota Vikings had a a really close game with the Tennessee Titans this week. Mm Kind of came down to the wire, was back and forth. Justin Jefferson, the rookie, really shined. Had like 170 yards, a touchdown. Looked explosive. That's a player who the Eagles could have drafted. They went with Jalen Rieger instead. Yeah, he looked dynamic. Looked really impressive. Uh, they end up losing on a last-second field goal, thirty-one to thirty, I believe was the final score of that game. What do you, what did you think? I mean, the Vikings kind of can't seem to get out of their own way either.
1: No, they can't. Um, I mean, I was surprised it was as close as it was. We were we were talking. We were really down on the Vikings, uh, disappointing us two straight weeks in a row. Uh, we weren't we weren't set up to be disappointed by them again we both picked against them they made it they made it a lot closer we might start to see them kind of come around we might see the uh, that pass rush that they were really hoping for uh start to come to fruition
0: yeah I mean their secondary is decimated right now Absolutely. so by injury and so yeah I mean they really need that pass rush to step up
1: hmm so we'll we'll see what happens but they it they They look they look better they they made improvements, but Vikings are still still quite disappointing and we already talked about it a little bit, but weird the weirdest news line I can believe we got the Washington football team leading the division at one and two,
0: yeah, they're ahead of the n f c East right now at one and two. Dallas is also one and two. The Giants are I believe oh in three and the Eagles o two and one with that tie. What a joke this division is. You know, they call it the NFC Least. It's weird. You know, I always grew up, we both kind of grew up with the NFC East being the lion in in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, really, almost perennially, sending multiple teams to the playoffs with, you know, the Eagles won the division a bunch of times in a row. But you'd still see dallas in the playoffs or the times when the eagles would lose the division they'd still sneak in as a wild card team or you'd see the giants
1: have success
0: yeah or even or even washington snuck in i think with like mark brunell the mark brunell jason campbell combo that they were rocking for a bit Mm -hmm. um and you know it's just it's a shame that this division is kind of the laughing stock you know that the eagles after next week like i said through a quarter of the season with one win could be in sole possession of first place in their division. Uh, it's it's really a joke. It's really discouraging, uh, especially because you'd like to think that these are teams, you know, just a couple of years ago, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But they're, they're really perennially disappointing, and they go up against the division bests in other divisions, and they lose. And... Then they even go up against the mediocre teams in other divisions, and even when we win, it's like we have to scratch and scratch and claw our way to a victory. And I'm not just saying us; I'm saying the whole division. Mm-hmm. Dallas, New York, Washington. I mean, of late, New York and Washington have just been losing the other divisional games, and the games that Dallas is in. Yeah, they beat this Atlanta team, but they had to claw their way ahead of them. They they get beat by Seattle, mm-hmm. you know. It's pretty crazy that this division has fallen from grace the way it has.
1: Speaking of falling from grace, we, uh, we've we split our fantasy this week. So at least it looks like that so far.
0: Yeah, you could still get away with two wins here. Uh, we got two leagues going. We have our Dynasty League where we picked players in a major draft a few years ago. And then we do our little upkeep drafts to maintain them. Then we have our normal competitive league. Uh, You Um, know, I don't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say competitive, but yeah the league we redraft every year kind of a standard fantasy football league It looks like you're gonna get the win in the standard league Mm -hmm. and right now I'm projected to win despite you having a pretty big lead, but Mm -hmm. I got uh, I actually am fortunate enough I got both quarterbacks in tonight's matchup I have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes on that team and it's a two-quarterback league Mm -hmm. and so I'm hopeful that between the two of them we get some offense tonight and uh, I can at least split the series here. We each go one-on-one. And
1: And I'm hoping Tyreek Hill catches literally every pass Patrick Mahomes throws and it just offsets us enough that I can sneak away with a possible victory.
0: Yeah, so we'll have to see how this goes. Uh, It's going to be exciting. We have a good one lined up for ourselves. But on to
1: it because it is. It's Monday night. We got Monday night football. This is probably one of the best games we're going to get to talk about this season. Let's get into it. A lot
0: of times we don't really... Jump on the Monday Night Football Wagon because we do our own football podcast, but this game's just too good to pass up. uh, Chiefs versus the Ravens in Baltimore. Monday night, each of the two most recent MVPs. The Super Bowl MVP in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Probably um, assumed first and second seeds Mm -hmm. in the AFC. Uh, Who do you like?
1: I mean, oh boy, this is a crazy game. This is too... Probably top five coaches in the NFL. Also, and when we're talking about both Harbaugh and Andy Reid, I think that's a pretty easy case to make that they're both two top five coaches. Yeah. You know, the fact that Vegas is handing out points on the Chiefs, I I feel real I feel good about the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Uh, I don't. I mean, Lamar Jackson's so good, but Patrick Mahomes is also really good, and yeah. I just I really like that Chiefs offense. I I I'm I'm picking with them. I'm rolling with them.
0: Alrighty, I think we're going to differ here. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, Ravens really control games. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are kind of used to dictating and setting their own tempo. They're not used to following somebody else's tempo. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ravens' game plan and style is more co- cohesive to setting the tone and kind of gives them the upper hand. So it's going to be a great one. Uh, I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping for a big shootout not even just for fantasy football reasons uh for entertainment reasons these are two of maybe the best players in the entire league they might be one and two i want to see what they can do i want to see them t- doing their best i want to see all the bells and whistles and the tricks and the, uh I, you know everything in their repertoire is on display
1: absolutely well that about wraps it up here for us on this week's episode.
0: Yeah, we had a lot this week. Hopefully, we have some more. We'll have some baseball updates for you guys next week. We'll have some more NFL updates. We'll have our Week Four picks coming out this Thursday mm-hmm. on our special NFL, you know, week to week edition. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we we will have a Stanley Cup champion and probably not an nba champion probably, but no, we probably may have a good idea where that's going yeah so.
1: we'll be into it
0: thank you guys for listening yeah. uh you can find our socials at, at b-o-t-t podcast on instagram and twitter and you can find our podcast pretty much wherever you can find podcasts yeah, uh, okay, spotify you're... apple music google play um
1: wherever yeah you know uh give us give us a rating Tell tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your and, family. Uh,
0: give us a shout out if you want a sticker as well. We got our sick logo printed on these stickers. Yep. and uh, they They're look good great. final
1: stickers. They're like two and a half inches, three inches. They're little round stickers. Yeah, great
0: for laptops, bo- water bottles, bumpers, and you name it. Yeah. So all right, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have Cheers. a good
1: one, guys.